Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Welcome to Camp Radio. My name's Brad Anderson. With me today is Wes Sells. Uh, Wes is currently working on his doctorate. Um, he has been a youth minister or been in uh, youth ministry for about 10 years now. Uh, he currently is the youth pastor at Sunnyside uh, Baptist Church, uh, and he is currently married and has uh, three kids. Wes, we are so glad that you're with us today. Um, I know that uh, we've been talking about um, losing youth in the church and what all that, um, what all comes along with that. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're studying and, and what you've kind of discovered um, in your studies? Over the last several years of just being in ministry, I've noticed a rapid decline in youth whenever they graduate. Uh, when they graduate high school. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, Barna gives a, a statistic. It gives you, says uh, about 60% of youth who are involved in church. So, so people that are there every Wednesday, there every Sunday, they're going to drop out within the first year of college. That's crazy. And, you know, some of it, th there's a lot of different reasons for this. You know, there's uh, par parental involvement. Mm -hmm. There's what's the church responsible for. Mm -hmm. There's students who are trying to reinforce their own doubts just so they can get out of the box of Christianity. They're made to come to church. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that it's, there's a lot of things that kind of go and go with kids falling out of church. And I know that, uh, when I was in youth ministry, a lot of times we saw, uh, parental guidance being a, a factor in that, uh, can you talk a little bit more about like parental involvement? Yeah, absolutely. So parents have the responsibility according to Scripture. If you read Deuteronomy 6-7, I mean, it basically tells the parents, hey, you are supposed to teach your 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 children. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to pour into them. Uh, it's the parent's responsibility to disciple their child. Uh, and, you know, some some may not have Christian parents. Okay, well, then, you know, what do we do about that? Well, churches, it's the church's responsibility to attempt to bridge that gap. We, we have to do our best. But first, we're supposed to pastor parents mm -hmm. to discipling their, their kids. And then when there's a gap, we, we do our best to step in. But often, uh, pa parents want to leave educating their students to, to pastors and the Sunday school teachers. Yeah, I know that uh, I, I've definitely experienced that in, in my life that, you know, I remember when I was in high school uh, that parents would come up to me asking me questions and I was like 16 years old because <laughs> I was like a leader in the youth group. They thought I had all the answers and I was like, why are you asking me? I'm, I'm just a, a youth. <laughs> I, uh, like, I, I can't help you. Uh, so I, I totally, uh, totally understand that. Now, I, I know we kind of talked about um, churches having responsibility um, in this as well. So churches, like I said earlier, you know, they need to, churches and the youth pastors and the pastors need to pastor parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as a youth pastor, you know, I don't feel like I'm called just to, you know, I'm not babysitting youth. I'm not, you know, there to play games with them. I'm here to pastor the youth 
and their families to 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 be there for um uh, just a, as a guide as best as I can. Right. Uh, with church, we see the students two times a week, mm-hmm. and that's just not enough. Parents have to be involved. You know, I feel like sometimes we in the ministry tend to hope that the kids are getting it at home, but I know that's not always always the case. Um, can you elaborate on maybe what are some of the things that you do um, as a youth pastor to help parents and uh, and minister to them uh, in regards to their kids? I'm always about changing my strategy. One of the one <laughs> that's of a the, good thing. One of the things is uh, I I always evaluate and I say, okay, is this working? What is this for? Well, I've always done it this way. As soon as I say that, I throw it out. <laughs> I just said, nope, that's that's useless. I've always done it that way. It's a the last words of a dying church, right? <laughs> you know, uh, first off, I, I will outreach to the students, but I'm going to mm-hmm. go to their parents too. Right. If they're if I've got students that miss on a Wednesday night, now mm-hmm. I don't do it every Wednesday night because right. you don't want to badger the students. Right. But the students will be gone. They'll they'll miss a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and not only will I reach out to the student, but I'll I'll call their parents. Right. And I'll say, hey, you know, and right now we're on COVID, right? right. So it's everything's <laughs> online. So I say, hey, uh, where was so and so last night? They were like, they weren't on. <laughs> I've, had, I've had several parents to do that, and the next week I had double the attendance. <laughs> That's always a, a, yeah. a good idea. <laughs> so don't be don't be afraid to call those parents yeah. and just talk to them, and you know, try to make them feel like you're not talking down to them. It's not that you know we're getting on to you. It's mm-hmm. that you know we're we're loving on you. And and we want to say, hey, listen, we missed you. Mm-hmm. It's not where were you on on Sunday night, you right. know. It's, <laughs> it's it's hey, we missed you. Is everything okay? How's everything going? Talk to him. Be be a human being to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I I, I know that. Uh... Youth, all they want to be is, is an adult. They want to be treated as an adult, and it's just like, come on, you know, right. you, you're you're not making smart decisions, and you want me to treat you as an adult. And so that I know that that's not always uh, the case. <laughs> now, let me ask you this: um, on the involvement of of parents, do you have like uh, parents, youth parents, who are volunteering and kind of helping you on um, on church, like when you do your youth stuff? Yes, I. Uh... I have parents. I actually tell parents all the time. I said, "Please, I need you to come in and and be a part of us on Wednesday nights." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want it just to be all students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want the parents to be involved as well. And obviously, you know, they may be doing stuff with Awana or, mm-hmm. or something like that. But I want a few of them yeah. in there with the students so that you know they can they can talk about you know what what, what we're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, exactly. So, does that tend to do you, do you see better responses from parents who are there with you on on student nights uh, on Wednesday nights or Sunday nights uh, when like do the youth tend to respond better have you seen better results on them like learning staying in the church longer or what 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 are you seeing so that's an excellent question parents and their relationship to their student has a ton to do mm. with whether or not they're going to stay, you know, and actually um, Pew Research, if, if you want to uh, go check them out, um, they, they actually say that students who have good relationship with their parents are more likely to stay involved in the church. Mm. And if they rebel, which mm. is likely because we all rebel at yes, some point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all rebel at some point, but 
most of the time, those students are more likely to come back. Those who had a better relationship with their parents uh, were better to come come back to church. So um, let me ask you this. When, when we see that, do you have students who like will make excuses about what's going on like or even even worse do the parents make excuses for the kids because i hear a lot nowadays of oh, we're just so busy you know we right. got basketball or baseball or i got football i gotta you know they're going to right absolutely so you know what i what i like to do when i try to counsel the parents and and talk with them you don't want to be rude about it by any means but are you okay with them missing school mm-hmm. because they have homework or because mm-hmm. they have ball practice? Like, then why would you? School does not matter. <laughs> None of this matters. The only thing that matters is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. You know, that is our number one priority. But how often does it get put on the back burner? Yeah, I'll I hear do. parents that make a. This is the probably the most heard excuse that I that I hear for parents from parents. They say, "I don't want to make them go to church right now." Because they may rebel against church and they won't come later. I get that, but if they don't go now, Mm -hmm. they have nothing now and they're probably not going to go later. But if they go now, they at least have that now. They have church. They have some sort of relationship. And then they're more likely to go later. Mm -hmm. We we have to make our children go to school, just like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. Our relationship with Jesus has to be way more important. Right. Than that, but how often do we put you know ball practice in front of our relationship with God? Oh yeah, often. I, I actually I hear youth pastors talk about that probably more than than anything else is how kids today are quote so busy right um, that they just they don't have time you know and and that's that's all they ever that's honest to goodness what I hear from most youth pastors. The the trap from Satan is busyness. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to make you. Uh, I love this. This is C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's C.S. Lewis and the Screw Tape Letters. But essentially, w- what he said, what this one guy says is, "Hey, you don't you don't have to make a murder somebody." This mm-hmm. is paraphrase. You don't have to make a murder somebody. You just have to make him prideful that he didn't. Right. Yeah. I, he doesn't need to make us go and steal and right. murder people and do all these <laughs> awful things like. All he has to do is make us too busy to have a relationship with God. And he's one. And sadly, in this time that we live in, everybody's just so busy. Exactly. And there's always something going on, whether it be, you know, with our, you know, especially kids with cell phones. Uh, I mean, good grief. Uh, That's that's one of the reasons most... <laughs> Most youth pastors love coming up to Carson is because kids can't get cell phone That's reception right. up here and they love coming up here. Don't fix that. <laughs> uh, we don't plan to. We don't plan to. So <laughs> a lot of people like that. But it's 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 something that we see often uh, is just this busyness of putting things in front of. And I know that it kind of starts, I, I personally think it starts with the parents because the parents yeah. put emphasis on playing ball or yep. or whatever and i heard um, one youth pastor say one time that you know only like point something percent of people are actually going to become athletes like right. superstars but a hundred percent of people are either going to heaven or hell that's right so, so it, that makes it even matter less <laughs> like it's like you're probably not even going to do this after high school yeah much less college exactly and you're definitely not going to professional like the percentage is just so astronomically low. So 
Yeah, hundred percent. Go to heaven or hell. I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely enjoyed that. That that one uh, resonated really well. Just to add to that, yeah. Um, COVID has been a, a really a good time to point some stuff out to the students. Is something that they've noticed. I know the students at my church. Uh, you know, I talk to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you guys get in the word today? Oh mm-hmm. man, I've just been so busy. I haven't <laughs> been able to do it. Uh, I've had so much to do, so much school. So so you know, last semester. Um, uh, or last year during like March, April, they didn't even finish the school year. Most of them didn't even do any work. And and I had several students come to me and they're like, I definitely have time to do this. I'm just not. It's like, there you go. Now you're being truthful. You have time. You're just not making the time. Yeah. I, I always tell everybody that uh, my, my father always said to me, no matter what it is, if you put value in it, you will make time for it. That's exactly right. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether it's sports or you know your relationship with God, family, whatever. Uh, if you put value in it, you always find time yeah. for that. <laughs> and so I always uh, have remem- remembered that. So let me ask you this. So we've been talking about how family plays such a big part in this. Um, but I know and you know that a lot of youth, have just horrible mm-hmm. um, home lives, and yeah. that's just a sad uh, part of uh, of this world. So, why don't you talk a little bit about what we as youth pastors or the church can do for those kids who uh, maybe don't have great home lives and trying to help them stay in the church? Working on that parental relationship is is paramount. It's mm-hmm. extremely important. We've, we've got to work on humility mm-hmm. as parents and as students. Right. You know, why is the relationship bad? Some people have a really bad home life. Right. And then some people just have a, you know, a bad home life. And then some people have a good home life, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen parents, they'll, the student may be right about something and they just like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. You can't be right. You know, the, what's so bothersome to me is that the church loves the children and youth and that's great Mm -hmm. but you know what they don't respect them yeah they don't respect their opinions they don't Mm -hmm. respect what they have to say i've seen it so many times where we're a middle schooler i'll have an idea and they're like well i'm not listening to you because you know you're just a kid you know what our youth ministry is called is 412 like first timothy 412 right uh and basically it says you know, don't don't let someone look down on you, mm-hmm. but you know, show them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically that that you're mature. But this goes two ways. That's to Timothy. But what does that say to someone older looking at someone younger? You need to respect them. You know, I've been corrected by students before, <laughs> and uh, and I will if if I am shown wrong, I will say you are correct. I'm wrong, and that it happens, and that's okay. Yeah. But how often are we just prideful and arrogant I mean, parents do it to their kids and students do it to their parents you know there's a reason why jesus calls us sheep uh, and this is uh this is a quote from a protestant uh, reformer he says uh christians surrender themselves to god that's what we're supposed to do surrender to be governed by the hand of jesus mm-hmm. and they become mild and teachable as christians we're supposed to show humility just like Christ. Think, think about what he did on the cross. Jesus didn't just die on the cross. He was humiliated. Uh, it, uh, I think it's John 10. He says, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down on my own initiative mm-hmm. and I'm going to take it up again on my own initiative. Mm-hmm. So when he died on that cross on this, people were saying, hey, get, get off there. He's like, I mean, how, 
like biting your tongue, you know. So as a human being, I'd be just be like, I just want to do it, just so I can show them. But humility, just like Jesus had, and that's what we need to have as pastors, as students, as parents, everything. And as far as you know, what we can do is encourage those students, mm-hmm. make relationships with them. Right. You know, try to work out a discipleship program that's something more than just okay, we meet on Sunday nights and right. we talk about discipleship. Right. Like set them up with somebody. Yeah, you know, get some college students and have those college students pour into the uh, high school students and middle school students, and and have some older adults disciple uh, disciple college students. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that so often parents, you know, they they want the church to be respond or not not the church but church leaders, pastors to make disciples. But you know, Jesus' commandment to every single one of us was to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them all I've commanded you, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I love that word baptize because it's uh, everybody thinks of water, and that's you know it's true. You know, we we baptize, but the word means immerse you can mm-hmm. be baptized in flames mm-hmm. you know you can be immersed in, in, in whatever you could be right. baptized in chocolate you know? <laughs> but it's about being immersed so so take the the water part out of it and you are covered in the father mm-hmm. covered in the sun just wash yourself completely put it all over you mm-hmm. and and that's what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. and it's not pastors it's everybody right. it's everybody's job to make disciples so we as the church if you see a student that doesn't have a parent mm-hmm. that's not involved, take the initiative. Pray yeah. about it and say, hey, let's go to lunch. Yeah. You know, you don't have to say, hey, is it okay if I disciple you? That's, su- <laughs> that's super awkward. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just do it. Right. They don't have to know. Right. And then later on, they're like, oh, you were a mentor. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you know, that's that's the thing is um, the, the church I grew up in, we... Uh, you know, we it was it was a pretty big church. We had lots of kids that came, and uh, a lot of them uh, just didn't have great home lives. Mm-hmm. But we had a lot of parents who would volunteer uh, and help. And what was cool was the fact that you know you, we only have one youth pastor for you know we ha- probably had like a hundred you know two hundred exactly. kids coming, and so other people had to step up, and it was awesome to see how you know youth leaders, uh, other parents would step up and love on these kids and yeah. everybody kind of had like their, and I'm not, a, it's, it's, it was kind of a click, but it wasn't, but it was, they kind of had their little group of kids that they would kind of mentor yeah. to. And it was really kind of awesome to see that people other than the youth pastor could step right. up and, and love on the kids. And that's, that's awesome. So Jesus had, 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had others that followed him, but he mainly had, you know, the 12 is what you hear. Right. And then really he had three. He yeah. had Peter, James, and John. Okay. If Jesus had 12, how many should I have as a youth pastor? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, let's do like two or three, you know? <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> he's Jesus. I'm just Wes, you know, I'm just a little guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's awesome to see when you have people who step up who right. aren't. Tech quote the minister, and I I just think that's so awesome when yeah. we when we see stuff like that. So people just want to go to church. Yeah. They want to, and one of the things that I talk to the students about and and the parents is it's not about just being at church. It's partaking 
in the kingdom of God. Don't just be a part of the kingdom of God. Partake in it. Mm-hmm. Do something with mm-hmm. it. How many of us, you know, we get saved and we're like, woohoo, I got my fire insurance. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Now let's just go chill and be at church and sing hymns and it's all good. Right. Like, no, get your butts up and do something about it. I'm telling it. you. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's just crazy to me as, uh, to me, when, when I think about it, I think about how we as a church will let down, especially the youth, because we, that's where, you know, a lot of people tend to, to accept Christ. Uh, I'm not saying everybody, but it is kind of where um, that happens the most. And, you know, we, we get them saved and then the church is like, yep, we did it. All right. Yay. They're saved. And then there's nothing that follows. Uh, and right. there's no no growth for them, no supporting them. It's like, hey, I did my job. All right, on to the next kid. And it's like, well, this kid still figuring things out. He's still right. learning. Well, I I was talking to a student about this a few months ago, and and it's so cool how God just talks mm-hmm. and uh, and how He can talk through you. And it's like, did I just say that? <laughs> yeah, thanks God, that came out of my mouth. But yeah. that was you, man. Um, so I was thinking about how, so Jews today, mm-hmm. people that are Jews today, most of them know what tribe they came from. So, you know, 12 tribes of yeah, Israel, right? right? They know what tribe they came that's from. That's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Okay. Right. Now, what do we, what do we have in the New Testament that mirrors that same, that same thing? The 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, how cool would it be? If we could go back and just say, you know, I got saved from here, who got saved from here, who got who came, who begot this, who mm-hmm. begot that, oh yeah, and like I'm a descendant of Paul, yeah, you know, like because because yeah. it talks about you know how <laughs> you're not just uh, it's not about being the blood Israel, it's about being a part of the spirit, it's part about being grafted in and adopted in, yeah. and you know part of the adoption. I mean, I should know, you know, who led me to Christ and who led them to Christ and who begotten, who begotten, who begot. Like, I'm a descendant of Peter. Yeah. You know, I'm a descendant of James. Like, that would be <laughs> so cool. But we don't do that. Right. So what do you, Jesus says, you're born again. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So if I'm born again, I'm now a baby in Christ. How many babies in Christ are just orphaned? Right. We have orphaned Christians. Oh, yeah. Like, spiritually orphaned because they don't have parents. There's a book, Putman, it's a Disciple Shift. Uh, it's an excellent book, and he gives this he gives this illustration of um, dead in Christ, infant, child, young adult, and then a parent. And um, and, it, and it's really interesting just, just how he puts that. Go check out chapter 3, uh, and he talks about uh, what a child Christian looks like and things that they might say, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's like the whole church. Like, <laughs> you know, the pastor didn't talk to me today, and it's like, you know, he he didn't even wave. And like, like that. Okay, that's that's a that's a childlike thing to say. We have to grow. This is and this is part of what my my thesis is about. I I my theory is that with good theology and apologetics, these students will grow and, and they won't make near the excuses that they make. You know, they, they, they try to say, oh, you know, there's full of hypocrites in the church. And, um, you know, they, they were mean to me when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, here's the thing. If you've got good theology, you're going to know that there's going to be hypocrites in the church. Right. That's just something that you have to deal with. You can't just forsake the church because there's hypocrites in it. That makes that makes sense. <laughs> All right, well, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to to listening to another podcast of uh, Camp Radio. Uh, we would encourage you guys to like us, follow us, uh, and share 
the podcast with anybody who you think might need to hear something like this. Uh, once again, just thank you so much for tuning in, and we appreciate Wes being on with us today. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.